Welcome to 10 Minutes, a breakout investor podcast. Today we are discussing Immune Bio, ticker INMB. Joining us for this episode is Dan Carlson of TW Research and breakout investor Ashley Day. But first, a disclaimer no one on this call is an investment advisor, and no one is providing investment advice. This podcast is for information purposes only. Before investing in any company stock, you must do your own research. Supporting materials for today's discussion will be posted on the Breakout Investors Discussion app, which can be accessed via your browser at app.breakoutinvestors.com, or you can download the mobile app by by visiting the Apple or Android app stores. The application and much of the research content is free. Now to our topic, Immune Bio, ticker INMB. Dan, would you like to take a minute to introduce your firm, TW Research? Sure. Thanks again for having me. Uh, TW Research is a blogger that is focused on the um, on the microcap growth space. Uh, I've um, been doing this for about six years. I cover anywhere from 10 to 20 companies at any point in time um, with uh, my newsletter that comes out weekly. And you can subscribe to that at twresearchgroup.com. Um, and I also write specific articles about companies when I when I when the mood strikes me and, and the news is important enough. And I also have um, an interesting uh, premium subscription to my platform that enables people to be in a in a private chat room that has a, a lot of great stuff in there actually, and usually pass around a lot of street research people don't have access to. Um, and also, we host specific. Uh, calls with company managements that are for premium members, and they also have access to my portfolio uh, kind of in real time. So um, that's what TW Research Group is all about. Fantastic. Well, today's topic is Immune Bio, and I, I gather that's one of the companies that you follow. Florian Bushek got me introduced to this one, and I understand the company has really dramatic upside potential. Could you uh, give a quick introduction? I know we've 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 done episodes on it before, but let's let's get your take on Immune Bio. Sure. Um, disclaimer here: it is uh, my largest holding. I've invested significantly in it, and they um, are also a client of mine. I am I'm, I'm a consultant to the company, so you should be aware of that. Um, if they canceled the contract, uh, you know I have a lot more investment than they've ever thought about paying me. So. <laughs> um, Immune Bio is a, it's a unique story uh, in that they have um, they have this focus on the innate immune system, uh, and they feel that um, that a lot of the problems people have are, are caused by your immune system aging or just not working properly. Um, and they have two platforms that are specific to this uh, that both have incredible blockbuster potential. They're both early stage, and yet the data that they've shown uh, out of both programs is, in my opinion, phenomenal and sets the stage here for this company to potentially be a very, very massively big winner. I can't say that enough in, in the biotech space. Do you want me to go into the two programs here? Yeah, just before you do, though, um, when you say it's massive, uh, what does massive mean? Well, I'll give you an example. Um, Biogen had a product that nobody really likes too much that just got approved in the Alzheimer's space and they gained about 20 billion in market cap on that. So uh, the T- the immune product appears to have the potential to be better. I mean, it's early stage, keep that in mind, but um, if it is better, one could assume that 
they'd eventually get north of 20 billion in market cap from that. And with a, about a 200 million market cap, that's a hundred bagger right there. Um, and that doesn't include their other programs for that drug, uh, which is an anti-inflammatory drug and has uses in other situations and doesn't include their other program. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, we're we're going to have to discuss here or on the platform, you know, why this company only has a 200 million market cap. I would love to hear your description of their product. I, I heard it recently uh, where you described um, how there is a well-known medical benefit from anti-inflammatories, why anti-inflammatories are not prescribed for Alzheimer's and how immune, immune bio solves uh, that equation. Right, so this is really, um, really, I think a, a simplistic story for, for somebody who's not a scientist to get their head around because the science is already out there and proven. So when you look at um, rheumatoid arthritis space, which has been around for, you know, 30, it's been around forever, obviously in, in, in sufferers, but there's been a, a group of drugs called TNF inhibitors that have been approved and in the market for call it 30 to 40 years. It's the largest selling uh, drug franchise out there with about 20 to 25 billion a year in, in a TNF inhibitors prescribed. What these are is they, they are anti-inflammatories that help in rheumatoid arthritis. So, you know, why, and, and they do it by removing TNF from your body. Uh, TNF stands for tumor, tumor necrosis factor, and it's an inflammatory uh, cytokine. So why, why is this important for Alzheimer's? Well, since these patients, and there's tens of millions of patients that have taken these TNF inhibitors, since they've been out there for 30 years, you can look at the medical records of these patients, and you can see that, you know, based, this isn't based on a handful of patients, this is based on tens of millions, that you have an 80% less chance of developing Alzheimer's disease if you're on a TNF inhibitor. At the same time, if you have rheumatoid arthritis but do not take a TNF inhibitor, you have a six times greater chance of developing uh, Alzheimer's disease. So obviously this is a high risk patient pool that is basically, you know, not completely, but close to inoculated uh, against Alzheimer's disease by being on TNF inhibitors. So you go, wow, I mean, this is a no brainer. You prescribe TNF inhibitors to anyone who looks like they're getting Alzheimer's. The issue is that a TNF inhibitor is um, immunosuppressant. So it's prescribed for rheumatoid arthritis because that's debilitating, um, but no one's gonna prescribe it for Alzheimer's because you have a much higher likelihood of developing cancer or multiple sclerosis or any of these other problems that occur when you inhibit the immune system. So that's why TNF inhibitors have historically not been prescribed for Alzheimer's, even though it's pretty dang obvious that they work for Alzheimer's. Um, so what does immune have? They have a next generation TNF inhibitor. They have figured out that, and I like to use this analogy, in cholesterol, there's good and bad cholesterol. And the idea is you wanna get rid of the bad, but keep the good. TNF's the same way. You have what's called transmembrane TNF. It's good, it, it keeps your immune system functioning but sometimes it gets cleaved off of the cells and then it becomes floating around and soluble and it becomes an inflammatory. They, the traditional TNF inhibitors got rid of all TNF. That's why your immune system suffered. What uh, immune has is a TNF inhibitor that only clears the soluble TNF, the bad stuff, and leaves the transmembrane intact. So it does not suppress your immune system, but has all the positive benefits so far in their studies that, um, 
that a TNF inhibitor would have in terms of uh, clearing inflammation. Now, you called that a rather simplistic approach that even people as dumb as me uh, can follow. It sounds great. Uh, why does the community investing in biotech stocks rate this so low? As you said, it's only got a $200 million market. Well, the, the issue that they have um, in terms of getting out there and getting the medical community supporting us, and there's been a, there's been a good shift in the medical community towards looking at this. Um, the developer of the drug had one of the keynote speeches at the recent uh, Alzheimer's conference, which is the biggest Alzheimer's conference uh, in the world that took place a couple months ago. Um, and there was also an Alzheimer's clinic, it's called CTED, Clinical Trial, Trials in Alzheimer's Disease was earlier in November in Boston. And, and they had the second most presentations to Biogen um, at that conference. So, so the medical community is starting to get there, but investors are not used to inflammation being seen as a driver of Alzheimer's. They're used to seeing it as a um, occurrence from Alzheimer's due to the way that the community the, has historically attacked Alzheimer's. So Alzheimer's has been considered an amyloid and plaque and tau disease. You get rid of this stuff, you get rid of Alzheimer's. And they've looked at inflammation like, oh, well, if you have these amyloids, well, you get inflammation that comes along with that. They have never thought about inflammation being the cause. So, so it's a new paradigm and investors are not used to that. And, uh, you know, people don't like to, uh, to buy, uh, to, buy to, to, to go out on a limb and, and, and buy the new paradigm. They're, they're more willing to usually take the second or third, right? And that's, that's the issue they've been faced with um, in the investment community. Ashley, do you want to uh, add anything to the, this discussion on the um, Alzheimer's drug before we move over to the killer cell? Um, I would just say that uh, looking forward to them uh, beginning their phase two study in the next uh, few weeks as they projected uh, Q4 beginning. And it's going to take them a little while to enroll. And that's potentially weighed on the stock a little bit. But um, they're planning on releasing that data in mid-2023, uh, I believe. Okay. All right. Well, as they say on late night TV, and that's not all, Dan, they've got a second drug line. Can you introduce that? Sure. That, this is um, an NK cell program. Uh, NK stands for natural killer. And if you, you probably, everyone's probably familiar with white blood cells. Well, the, 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 they are adapt. They're part of the adaptive immune system. White blood cells can get trained and, and attack cancer. Um, you also have an innate immune system that is that is not uh, that is that is natural killer cells is what they're called and they are different from white blood cells um, and everyone has them and um, there's a, been a real push. It, it's funny if you go back to in biotech in the beginning of biotech, the first successes people had were working with the white blood cells and the and the T cells and so. Uh, Biotech is really focused on that part of the immune system, the adaptive immune system for a long time, and sort of ignored the innate, the, the innate immune system. Uh, there's a real push towards people coming back to looking at NK cells. And, um, and there's companies such as Fate Therapeutics, which is a 5 billion market cap, um, and uh, Century Therapeutics. There's a number of companies that are now focused on this area as ways to help uh, attack cancer. So. These guys have um, what they call a, a primer. Um, the approach immune is taking is, is different once again, and, and that's why they're not probably getting much credit for this in the market as well. 
they, their approach is that you have NK cells, they're not working properly. Instead of injecting someone else's uh, NK cells into your body, they think that they can prime your NK cells to start working effectively. Um, so that's what they have uh, in Incmune, which is the name of their drug. They inject it into the body uh, and, and it's, you know, the, theoretically it's gonna get your NK cells up and working. It's an early stage program. They've used it on two patients. The results so far have been phenomenal. Um, they haven't released the full data set and I expect to see them do so uh, at some point in December, but you're looking at patients that um, were basically on death's door and doorstep and um, have now been released from the hospital are feeling better, living longer than anyone thought. Um, one of them is in line for a second bone marrow transplant, which is kind of unheard of. No one ever, if you fail bone marrow, you're usually done for. Um, the fact that they, she's recovered well enough on this drug to even be considered for that is phenomenal. So that, that's what this program is all about. It, it, once again, it's a cancer program. It's you got multi-billion dollar potential. Um, it's early stage. And, you know, over the next year, uh, you're going to start seeing more patients getting the drug and more results released. And if the if it continues the way it has been, it's going to be a very big winner. You know, when somebody like myself, who's never really been into the biotech space, looks at these things, uh, there's a long, long wait period. You know, guys like you who are passionate about it, they get in early and they're, they're prepared to wait multiple years because they believe in the technology. Uh, you know, the more casual uh, investor wants to know is, is, is when, when should I be getting into this? When should I start to see the results of the clinical trials? Ashley said that the um, Alzheimer's drug mid 2023 with the, uh, the second drug, the killer cell drug, um, are there results potential before that? In other words, is there a reason to be in the stock now? Yeah, so, so the difference between Alzheimer's and cancer is, is kind of night and day from a, a results perspective. Um, Alzheimer's, basically, you want to see cognition. If somebody can walk better, talk better, and that takes years for that to happen, uh, especially in drugs that uh, you're trying to reduce the, the, um, the bad effect, right, as opposed to improve them. Um, in the case of cancer cells, uh, cancer programs, there, there's a lot of biomarker data out there. So you don't have to see if someone lives for three years or five years to know if the drug works. See, they've now gotten to the point where they know that if certain biomarkers are moving in the right direction, your drug is effective and working. Uh, so that being said, you can see results much quicker. Um, as I said, they, they will be announcing results in December on the first two patients treated um, you're going to get blast cell counts. Uh, the, these, once again, are, are very commonly accepted biomarkers for a drug being effective and working and causing you to, you know, to live longer. Um, two patients isn't enough to, to you know, get multi-billion market cap. But, but that being said, in cancer, if your biomarker data is consistent across just a handful of patients, um, you can, you, people will extrapolate that into a successful product. So I think you're going to see biomarker data from these programs in 2022 that is meaningful. Fantastic. I uh, can't wait to see more discussion on the platform. For now, we're going to call it. That's 10 minutes. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Ashley. 
We are Breakout Investors. This podcast is meant as an easy on-ramp to understanding today's company and the research and collaboration we do. Please join us for discussion on INMB and for other small and microcap names with catalysts on our discussion platform at app.breakoutinvestors.com or via our mobile app, which is accessible at the Apple or Android app stores. The Breakout Investor 10-Minute Podcast is indicated and available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe, listen, and give us a five-star review. Some or all the speakers may maintain positions in the securities discussed in this podcast. The views in this podcast expressed are those of the speakers, not Breakout Investors. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon as a basis for investment decisions. Neither Breakout Investors nor any of its affiliates makes any representation or warranty expressed or implied as to the accuracy or completeness of the statements or any information presented by this podcast and any liability, including in respect of direct, indirect, or consequential loss or damage, therefore is expressly disclaimed. No one on this podcast is an investment advisor. No one is providing investment advice. Before investing in any company's stock, you must do your own research. Thank you for listening.